Oh, boy. I got one phone call. And I'm just, I'm giving you fair warning. Josh, record this. Timestamp is 4.07 p.m. Eastern Time. You do not want your kids hearing what I'm going to say in this segment. I'm going to make that crystal clear. If you are at work, you need some headphones or you need to listen to the podcast or something. You do not want to hear what I am going to say with an earshot of a coworker or younglings. I'm just letting you know. So I'm giving you ample warning now, and then I'm going to take a phone call. So you've got from now until after that phone call to get yourself situated. Now, I, I am going to be, uh, I'm going to be reading you some sexy time stuff. I'm just letting you know. Okay? Some of you may have to pull over your vehicle. You won't be able to drive thinking about me talking this way. But for the rest of you, you got to get the kidlets out of the room. All right? It's not, this is not work safe. This is not good for the kids. And I have given you ample warning. I swear to God, Josh, if I get one person who calls and complains that they're having to explain to their kid about something right now, and I'm still going to clean up the language the best that I can, but let's be honest. Uh, I, I want you to, uh, I'm directing you, okay? This is, this is me pulling, like, I'm in charge card. It's laminated. It's in my, my back pocket. Just tell them to go bleep themselves, okay? He's not allowed to do that, but I figured I would try, okay? Just... <laughs> you can hold the, hold the receiver up. I will tell them to go bleep themselves, all right? Uh, <laughs> it, it, in, it inevitably is going to happen. Somebody comes in in the middle of a segment and goes, <gasps> you can't do this. I gave you, I gave you like 10 minutes of warning. I'm just... <laughs> All right, so we'll take a phone call first, then we'll get into that. So get yourself situated to where you're not going to get in trouble at work. You don't have any kids around, right? Or or maybe the spouse, if you want to, you know, enjoy it. All right, so, uh, Ted, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. I'm sorry, sir, for disturbing you. Yeah, what's up, man? Not, nothing to, like having a man of God call me right before I'm about to do what I'm about to do. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, I had a boy and a girl to change the diapers. It's totally different. Every three hours, you have to change the diapers and to feed them, right? Wait, you fed now, your kids more than once a day? Oh, yeah. Oh, that might every be why one of them is undersized. Yeah, every three hours. Ah. I'll tell you one thing. Ah. It is a problem with a boy. Now, I do not know he has a boy or a girl that he cannot take care of the business. If it's a girl, it's easy to change the diaper. Hey, are you talking about Pete? And me? Are you talking about Pete? Yeah. Pete, oh, Pete okay. Jones. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah. I thought you'd give me parenting advice there for a second. No. Okay. No, I'm just uh, telling you the the facts that's in the life. Got it. When you change the diapers for the kid, be careful that you cover him so he will not spray you. Yeah. The, the girl is easy to take care of him. And uh, I tell you one thing. You are up, uh, 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 up at night. Yeah, you have to... You have to sleep uh, sleep uh, 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 around the, his timing, not your timing. Sure. Yeah, mm. for the for the most part, yeah. Although, now, uh, yeah, I mean, well, although I have some stories. I, I but, don't yeah. know what he has. He has a boy or a girl. I don't know. 
I, I, yeah. I'm frankly, I'm, I'm so disinterested in Pete Buttigieg's life that I honestly don't know. <laughs> no. Everybody else no. is like, oh, he's adopting. And all I knew is, hey, this is a perfect opportunity yeah, to fine. not ask him about fine. Afghanistan. Yeah. So. Fine. But the problem is you have to fix your schedule according to the baby schedule, not your schedule. Well, I don't think that he does. I, I think that Chaston does or whoever they have hired to care for said child does. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, fine. But the thing is, if he doesn't take care of it, uh, his uh, husband should take care of this baby. Because I took care of my babies. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he can do it. No, he can do it. He can I, arrange it. I, I don't know. Pete doesn't strike me as a guy that takes care of anything. Maybe you that's maybe that. that's harsh. No, no, you, no, you are you, you, you are correct. You I, are correct. I mean, he just he doesn't strike me as that type of a guy. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know the dynamic of their their personal life. I'm not not really sure. Uh, but yes, changing the diapers of boys and girls is is a little bit different. It's different. Also, the feeding is different, and yeah. uh, so on and so forth. If you have kids, as as I told you, sir. Mm-hmm. I sent my kids to uh, Catholic school, mm-hmm. to private school, because of the fact I want to come something out of it. Yeah. And it come out. Yeah. So I'm very thankful to Almighty God. Yeah. Well, Not to me. Well, to me, I did not do anything. I just worked two and three jobs in Chicago to keep the kids in school. Yeah. No, I look, I hear it. You know, parents sacrifice to get their kids in a good school. That's That's the most admirable thing I think you can do. I mean, yeah. beyond beyond getting me a PlayStation Five, but um, thank you, sir. you, you hey, God th- bless thank you. God bless you too. God bless you too. Yeah. Uh, the Catholic school thing reminded me that a nonprofit Catholic-owned high school hospital is denying religious exemptions to 650 employees for COVID vaccines. Nothing says we're Catholic like denying a religious exemption, Josh. <clears throat> I've I I've got no inside track on on Pete's home life. None. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as I told you before, get the kids out of the room. If you're at work, you need to get headphones in. This is, I'm going to clean up the language as best as I can, but I'm going to read to you some naughty stuff. Ready? This is, this is in a book that is in schools here in Michigan. You ready? Josh, you ready? That's the big thing. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I need to do like a voice. Uh, <laughs> Scott scoots back on the bed, lifts my head from his shoulder, and guides it towards his lap. I close my eyes. Yes, I would like to lay my head down for a spell and rest, but my cheek doesn't fall against red satin. It falls against something warm and hard and flesh. I open my eyes, and in a boozy blur, I see his jutting from his shorts. Uh, He grabs it. I'll just clear up some of that stuff. Uh, He then then says to uh, do something to it in his thick voice, pressing my head towards it. I've heard girls giggle about this particular... Can't mention on the air activity at school. It's something a boyfriend requires of you. I stare at Scott's 
there's a <clears throat> balanced on the <clears throat> tip, and it uh, it 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 smells like liverwurst, like a lollipop. He's begging now, breathing hard. He wags his <clears throat> with his hand to get my attention. I close my eyes and I stick out my tongue and uh, it, it touches the side of it. I am halfway through this page, Josh. This is one page in this book. I'm halfway through this. Keep in mind, I have not committed an FCC violation right now, but I'm making everybody a little uncomfortable, including myself. This is in school libraries right now here in Michiana. Open your mouth, Scott says, and I do. I can't really go any further. Uh, this is this is in a book in Middlebury schools right now. I have heard that it's not the only the only school locally that this is in. And we have done various segments on some of the things that are in your child's schools over the the course of the past several weeks and months but this is again this is something that is available at Northridge High School Library uh the book can also be found in the middle school library some would probably argue that in high school maybe that this is okay cuz you have you know some 18 year olds and whatnot but Again, I, I would probably argue that having any type of a conversation like this in a descriptive fashion is probably not appropriate for school, considering if you were to have a conversation like this at all at school, somebody is going to get hit with sexual harassment allegations. So do I have a problem with a book like this being published? Of course not. Absolutely not. Ladies, you want to watch, you know, read your romance novels and stuff like that, by all means, please do. But again, this is in a school, several schools, including middle school, right here in Michiana for kids to go check out. Now, this particular book has been in the news recently because it has been assigned reading in other schools across the country, and naturally, this really makes people angry. The book is a memoir by Julia Shears, a radical social justice advocate who grew up in Indiana. In an opinion piece for Lafayette's journal Courier, published today, Shears speaks on the virtues of critical race theory, social emotional learning, and gender identity, among other things. By the way, um, since we were talking about diapers with Ted there, still don't know why, but we were talking about diapers with Ted there, um, they need to stop making boy and girl diapers different. Don't you think, Josh? Just make, don't make a diaper that works better for boys or better for girls, you know? So just put the, the absorbent pad in the back. Don't put it in the front or the middle, just in the back. Maybe on the side, all right? Just on the side. The kids will figure it out, I'm sure. She lambasts parents for objecting to those views by comparing them to Nazis and the KKK, which is, again, quite interesting because the, <clears throat> the, uh, the whole strategy to groom children from a very young age sexually actually comes out of Nazi Germany, 
uh, with the birth of critical theory. Now, they were anti-Nazi, but they were communist. So it's kind of interesting. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, Shears even lies about a story written by Real News Michiana regarding Penn Harris Madison's middle school teacher who bragged on social media about hiding information from parents if a child asked to be called a diff by different pronouns while in her class. Shears leaves out all of the context when describing the incident. She also failed to mention the TikTok video in which the teacher openly said that she would lie to parents. Uh, and again, that story is on uh, realnewsmichiana.com as well. So here's it. I mean, look, I got halfway through that and maybe I could have gotten through the next paragraph, but I was trying to read like a you know sentence or two ahead just to make sure that I didn't uh, say something that would get me into trouble. But I think the fact that I couldn't say what was in this book, Josh, probably illustrates that it shouldn't be in school. I think that might be a pretty decent marker. If the federal government would say that this is indecent for somebody to put out on public broadcasting, it's probably too indecent to be in public education. Don't you think? Right, Josh? I mean, if I'm not allowed to say it without getting in trouble from the federal government, then maybe it shouldn't be in a middle school or a high school or any other school. It's just a thought that I have. Now, you know, if, if uh, somebody who is of age outside of school wants to read this for their leisure activity, then by all means, you know, do you. But, again, having this material in school is really only there for one reason. A friendly reminder, they still don't let you do, like, Huckleberry Finn, Shakespeare. All of these things are being taken out. Uh, you know, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is a, another big classic they love taking out of school. Can't have that stuff. But you can have this stuff. Uh, which describes some pretty uh, intimate details of people's sexuality. Which would not be acceptable conversations for anybody to have in that school. They would all be written up because of it. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Let's see if we can recover from the most awkward radio segment that I have done in a long time. The good news is if you have children, you can bring them back into the room. The bad news is that the podcast of that will live on forever. And there's <laughs> nothing I can do about it. Oh, yeah. What a, what a day. All right, so I know I'm late on this, but everybody else is talking about it, so I figured I would. Y'all y'all catch uh, Rashida Tlaib a few days ago admitting that she only wears a mask for cameras. Remember that? I, she's, she's, what, the 50th politician that we have caught doing that? Remember when the uh, one of the first big ones where that happened was when everybody was really starting to look at the mask thing and go, you know, why aren't they working? What's going on here? And then you found the governor of Pennsylvania and a bunch of other people at the city council in Pennsylvania. The moment the cameras stopped, they all took their masks off, except the cameras kept rolling. And there was a hot mic about how it was just theater. Remember that? And then remember how the, the White House press corps, when Trump was still in the White House, so the White House press corps would, would constantly shame him about masks. And you know, they would be on TV asking their questions, wearing a mask. And then the cameras kept rolling. And then the moment... The moment they were supposed to be off air, they all took their masks off and started hugging each other and shaking each other's hands and all of that. stuff. It's all theater. So Rashida Tlaib was at an event and 
Uh, there was another guy that approached her. I don't know who it is. I don't care to look at it. It, it doesn't, it really, honestly, folks, I, I, it, it, who he is is immaterial. But he's there, and several people are wearing masks, and several people are not wearing masks. He's not wearing a mask. And he's talking to Rashida Tlaib, and, and, and then he was like, oh, man, I forgot my mask. And so he puts his mask on, and she pulled hers off, and she goes, I'm only wearing this mask because I've got a Republican tracker there, that guy. And she points to him. So once again, if the people telling you it's a crisis don't themselves behave like it's a crisis, it isn't a crisis. If they're not afraid, if they're not afraid, you shouldn't be either. The good news is that now they have figured out that the uh, the Pfizer vaccine is only 20% effective if you got vaccinated uh, four months ago. How long ago did you get vaccinated, Josh? About five months ago. So your your vaccine, you got Pfizer, right? Your vaccine somewhere between uh, like 15 and 20% effective now. Cool. Good luck, bud. I'm just going to sit here with my, my manly natural immunity and fight this off like whiskey fighting off a cold. MNC News time is 4.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. See, this is the type of stuff that you like to hear, right? So we had a call on Friday. Josh wasn't here. Had a call on Friday. Um, a, a company picked up my coffee, Casey's Burning Brew. They have a coffee snob in the office, Josh. Gave it a seal of approval, right? Now I got this other one here on Discord. On the live stream, which you can watch at uh, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. My sweetest 44-year-old school teacher is a serious coffee snob. Well, teachers tend to be coffee snobs. Uh, it is required for their profession. Drinks mostly European stuff. I'm a big fan of Italian roast myself, better than French roast. Not a coffee drinker myself, but I bought her some CBB medium roast at Monterey on Friday after past the mic. She loves it. Of course she does. Because it's amazing coffee. Do people think that, that I'm just making that up, Josh? Months of testing. Several recipes. Casey's Burning Brew's amazing stuff. Not even scheduled for a live read right now. They're just getting one. All right, so here's the Pfizer thing. And a couple of people say, hey, what's what's the deal with this Pfizer vaccine? <clears throat> All right. Um, Pfizer already is not very effective against Delta. So it's only about 42, 43% effective against the Delta variant. Moderna is by far and away out of the three available vaccines in the U.S. is way more effective against the Delta variant than anything else. Um, although Moderna will say that, you know, if you're a few months out from getting the vaccine, it is much less effective. So the Pfizer vaccine... Uh, this came out last week. The effectiveness of the Pfizer-BioNTech BioNTech vaccine against any SARS-CoV-2 infection was about 20% among patients in Qatar five to seven months after administration of the second dose. Now, this is in the New England Journal of Medicine. This is Now, the reason that this was studied in Qatar is just because it was, it was Qatar. But this is the Pfizer vaccine, okay? <clears throat> so the New England Journal of Medicine. This is not Kyle's blog. This is not Josh writing his own little MySpace page. This is the New England Journal of Medicine. The vaccine effectiveness against SARS 
excuse me, against COVID-19 related hospitalization or death persisted with hardly any waning for six months after the second dose. So, um, so the vaccine effectiveness against hospitalization or death was good six months after the second dose. But the effectiveness in, in preventing you from getting sick was only 20% after the fourth month. Just so you know. All right. So, um, again, not telling you not to get it, just letting you know there's a reason they're pushing these boosters, and that is because these vaccines don't last very long. And, you know, you're, you're we're not dealing with an immunization here. We're dealing with, you know, an mRNA. It's a very different type of of vaccine. And most people, when they think of vaccines, they think of vaccines that kill the virus and prevent you from ever getting it again. That is not what this is designed to do. It is a totally different deal, completely different ballgame. So just letting you know, if you've had the Pfizer vaccine and you are at all worried about your health and you are interested in a booster shot, after four months, that thing doesn't work all that good. Just letting you know, as far as uh, getting you reinfected anyway. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, and beyond six months, I don't have any data. Beyond six months for hospitalizations or death. Okay, I don't have any of that. All right, let's uh, let's check in with national hero Kyle Rittenhouse, who is, by the way, Josh, real quick. <clears throat> do you know what the bail was for Kyle Rittenhouse to get out? Remember, he wasn't allowed out for a long time, and they finally gave him bail to get out. Now, keep in mind, Kyle Rittenhouse is accused of shooting people who are trying to kill him. Okay? $2 million. Remember what the bail was for that guy who just shot three people and wounded a, a pregnant teacher at that high school last last uh, week that nobody's talking about? Seventy-five grand. Seventy-five grand, and he got out that day. That day. Okay? That day. Intentionally, maliciously targets several people with a loaded firearm at a school. $75,000 bail. News media doesn't want to talk about it because, again, we're dealing with a, with, well, we're dealing with a non-white shooter, ladies and gentlemen. But we're dealing with a a middle-class to upper-middle-class suburban neighborhood, which is why they immediately latched onto this. The, the news media doesn't care about shootings that happen in, in low-income minority areas because they happen in low-income minority areas all the time. And so now they go ahead and they they do this. Hey, just, just a friendly reminder, Kyle Rittenhouse, they were trying to murder him, and he shot several people in self-defense. This guy maliciously tried to murder four people. $75,000 bail gets out that day. Kyle Rittenhouse had to go through a whole brouhaha to even get out. And then they tried to throw him back in the slammer for violating his, his probation or whatever it was. Um, and and that he had to go through that legal battle, too. So anyway, a use of force expert testified that Kyle Rittenhouse's decision to shoot three rioters was justified at a pretrial hearing on Tuesday. This is also known as no kidding. Although I did, I did say no something else on my Telegram post. Nope. Uh, it would be a word that would be appropriate for that book that we, uh, we read from in Middlebury schools. A citizen in that position, given those indicators, would, be, would it be reasonable for them to believe that they were about to be assaulted? 
uh, said a use of force expert named John Black. I would argue yes. Black spent hours analyzing the shootings and the events leading up to them. Rittenhouse is facing multiple charges, including homicide, not guilty, uh, for shooting Kenosha riders Joseph Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber, and Gage Grosskreutz on August 25th of 2020. By the way, um, got some, some nice pedophile company there. Repeated child sex offenders in that list. So Rosenbaum and Huber were killed while uh, Grosskreutz was wounded after being shot in the hand. And Grosskreutz was trying to execute Kyle Rittenhouse by shooting him in the head. He just didn't get that bullet off fast enough. And then his arm got turned into meat. It was awesome. Black also testified that video shows Rosenbaum, a convicted pedophile, chased Rittenhouse and reached for the teenager's gun. Rosenbaum can be seen chasing Rittenhouse and yelling, shoot me, N-word, as the teenager tries to run away. Uh, Rittenhouse is white, by the way. So So is Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum, the pedophile, is also white. But all night that night was running around saying the N-word for some strange reason. Not really sure why that is. Another video shows a rioter firing a handgun into the air as the crowd chases Rittenhouse, proving that Rittenhouse did not fire the first shot. Um, I actually went over a lot of this with uh, my premium subscribers on Special.TV. So if you're a subscriber, go look for the the, uh, Rittenhouse episode where we played the video that cobbles together all of the videos of what happened that night. and um, it's, it's a good watch. It really is. Highly recommend it. In there, you can see multiple video angles. Uh, Kyle was not the first one to fire. Somebody else was. Now, that person claims that they were just trying to get everybody to calm down by firing into the air. The problem is that Kyle Rittenhouse is already running for his life, and people are throwing rocks at his head. And next thing you know, he hears a gunshot. So what would you think was going on? Mob is trying to kill you, and then you hear a gunshot. Let's see. Uh, The expert testified that based on the video footage, Rittenhouse had reason to believe that Rosenbaum intended to grab his weapon and use it on him, justifying Rittenhouse's decision to shoot. Now, if the firearm is a potential weapon for both parties, now we have a potential wrestling match. Exactly. He also testified that other the other two shootings regarding the shooting of Anthony Huber, the the expert again concluded that Rittenhouse's decision to shoot was reasonable. A video released not long after the shooting shows Huber hitting the teenager over the head with a skateboard while attempting to grab his rifle. And again, talk to any skater, they will tell you how their skateboard can be used as a weapon. Hey, Josh, you you think using a giant lever with metal trucks on it might cause some damage up against somebody's skull? Yeah. Ask your kids. Moments after Huber was shot, Gage Grosskreutz can be seen approaching Rittenhouse. He initially put his hands up but then raised a handgun. Rittenhouse then shot him in the bicep. Uh, Black considered the use of force against Grosskreutz, who later remarked that his only regret was not killing Rittenhouse, justified as well. So, again, use of force experts. This is a pretrial hearing testifying that Rittenhouse is, uh, you know, innocent. As I've said before, there's a whole lot of butthurt people out there who are really going to get upset when Kyle Rittenhouse um, is exonerated here for these charges. Now, there still might be some charges pertaining to him possessing that weapon in that city at that time, that sort of thing. That is that is neither here nor there. Nobody's disputing that there might be a, a case against those charges. Those are minor charges. 
Uh, the issue is that he was he was trying to put out a fire that was started by a pedophile who was trying to light the city on fire. And when he put it out, the pedophile tried to kill him. And then the pedophile's friend tried to kill him. And then the other pedophile's friend tried to kill him again. And it just didn't work out for him. So you, you throw in there, you got this kid who goes into a school, he shoots at four people intentionally, gets out that day, $75,000 bail. You got people from January 6th who still haven't even been charged. They're all being charged with misdemeanors for crying out loud, trespassing and a couple of other minor ones. There's like one or two people that are facing more serious charges. And they're not even let out. They're just being held with no bail. And they didn't do anything. I shouldn't say they did. Some of them did. But many of them didn't engage in any violence at all. But, of course, you know, narratives and stuff. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.